Hi, I'm Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about the practical application of user behavior analytics. It's my pleasure to be speaking again with Bert Rankin, Chief Marketing Officer with FortScale. Bert, thanks for joining me again to talk about UBA. Once again, Tom, it's it's a great pleasure for me to be here. In our first conversation, we talked about the evolution of user behavior analytics. I want to get more practical now. What do you find to be the challenges for organizations that are first deploying UBA? So there actually are uh, a number of uh, challenges that affect an organization that is looking to uh, deploy a user behavior analytics solution. But uh, I would say that the largest challenge actually is, uh, is one of a strategic nature. So if you take a look at what's happening within organizations, especially security organizations inside of a a large enterprise, most of them uh, will admit to being understaffed and uh, and in terms of their workload, uh, the workload is cut off the charts. So as you start thinking about now, I'm going to deploy a user behavior analytic solution that has and promises very dramatic uh, impact on their existing enterprise architecture, getting the time and taking the time to gain an understanding of how user behavior analytics can enhance their existing security posture as well as move them towards a uh, more rapid detection and response capabilities, which ultimately they will need to minimize insider threats and prevent data breaches in the future, is really a huge challenge. So the, the the first obstacle is to begin to really rethink uh, how the enterprise security architecture needs to change to move them in a direction that is truly going to provide them with security from uh, insider threats, as opposed to simply viewing this as a point solution that gets somehow thrown into the into the mix of other solutions that they have. So I think that is really an area that uh, a number of organizations need to think very carefully and consider as they're looking at how a user behavior analytic solution can assist them in doing their job. So if that's the kind of the strategic challenge that organizations face, then there are some more pragmatic or tactical challenges that an organization would face as they're looking to deploy a user behavior analytic solution. So the actual installation and deployment piece of it is relatively straightforward, and there aren't a whole lot of issues to discuss as it as it relates to the, the physical deploying of the solution. But when you look at what are the use cases and specifically what types of uh, threats am I looking to protect myself against, you start getting into the questions of, well, what data do I need to have access to, and can I get access to that data? So remembering the fact that these enterprises are relatively large and certainly distributed. Being able to access and aggregate the, the data that is required across the entire organization uh, ends up being one of the challenges. Uh, the Actually, the analytics piece of it typically is a function of the vendor. So that's the area that we believe we uh, add significant value to and, and think that we should. So with respect to the uh, analytics, most of that challenge is uh, on our shoulders. But the the final piece of then integrating the results of our analysis 
and uh, taking action on the results of our analysis would be the, the second kind of fundamental challenge. So um, and our solution produces a prioritized set of alerts. The prioritized set of alerts needs to be evaluated and then action needs to be taken, the appropriate action needs to be taken to, to remediate the threat. That integration of the results and ensuring that the value that is, uh, can be extracted from a UBA solution is actually injected into the security workflow, that ends up being the, the final piece of the puzzle. Brett, let's bring this back to Ford scale. Talk to me a little bit about some real-world examples of some of your customers and the threats that they've discovered using user behavior analytics. Yeah, this has been one of the areas that you know we kind of live for on a daily basis. And so, how how can we work? How do we work with our customers to uh, actually identify and, and uh, mitigate threats? And and the threats actually fall into that we see fall into two fundamental areas. One of them tends to be policy violations. Um, we see quite a few of those. And then the other one uh, tends to be specific malicious activities uh, that happen within an organization. And so uh, let me spend just a little bit of time talking about uh, each one of those. With respect to policy violations, there are probably three areas that we would typically see uh, happening within an organization. and and, and Probably the by far the, the most often viewed uh, policy violation would be the shared credentials violation. So this is when you know, users are uh, have figured out that they can more effectively do their job if they actually borrow somebody else's credentials uh, to gain access to a specific system uh, rather than going through the process of getting their own credentials. So this whole notion of shared credentials is something that we see quite often and becomes very apparent in an organization that is using a user behavior analytics solution because you can see that a user is accessing a system much more frequently than they historically had been or you can see that a user is accessing a system from geographically distributed areas uh, in a manner that's impossible for them to actually physically have traveled. So if I I'm sharing credentials with somebody who happens to be located in London and, you know, at 8 in the morning Pacific time, I log in and at 8.05 Pacific time later that day, uh, somebody logs in from London, it's a pretty good indicator that uh, credential sharing is happening. So, or, and this is an area that, this, is, this would be an alert that could be passed to the security team and they would then uh, investigate that. The other types of policy violations that we see would be you know, usage of uh, stale or inactive user accounts uh, that somebody has somebody um, uh, reactivates and begins to use. Uh, another one that's kind of interesting is this situation where an individual has access to a sensitive or high-profile application uh, that that utilizes sensitive data, custom, whether it's customer data or financial data or perhaps a code repository. And uh, oftentimes we will see that they are uh, either through the amount, number of times they're logging in or the uh, duration of the times that they're logging in, but there's some unusual access to that application that's occurring. Uh, and once again, this ends up being a policy violation. Somebody was attempting to 
kind of circumvent policies to to um, more effectively uh, complete their specific uh, a specific task or their specific job responsibilities. We see a range of these happening, and and once again, the reason why we can detect these types of policy violations relatively quickly is because we are taking a look at specific user actions within a uh, within the organization, and these specific user actions as they change or as they uh, evolve or as anomalies are displayed, you know, user by user, we can then alert the security team to take a look at specific uh, anomaly. And then on the malicious activity side, there are um, kind of a, a number of different types of activities that end up being uh, of a malicious, malicious nature. And they, they kind of fall into a couple of camps. So the first one is when we have malicious uh, application access and data exfiltration, especially as it relates to a crown jewel application. And so in terms of uh, a crown jewel application, as I mentioned earlier, the, those are the applications that an organization are very important to an organization that the organization is running their business on. So if you're a large Fortune 2000 organization, you may have a handful of these applications. You may have a few dozen of these applications, but they are the ones that your organization built uh, a number of years ago. They tend to be proprietary. They tend to have their own user access and event management logs associated with them because you're very concerned about knowing exactly who is going to access that application and what they're doing when they access it. Any anomalies associated with uh, Crown Jewel applications end up being extremely uh, important for a security team to know about. And once again, these are exactly the kinds of alerts that uh, user behavior analytic solution uh, is particularly adept at identifying. Um, so with, our, with uh, a number of our customers taking a look at malicious application access, so application access from an unusual location, application access from a, through an unusual means, end up being the type of alerts that are very important. The idea that um, a, an employee is accessing an application at an unusual time and uh, then downloading data or accessing multiple records in a sequence that's unusual, uh, once again, all of these end up being the kinds of alerts that are extremely important for an organization to understand and to investigate. Another kind of another class of uh, malicious activity um, uh, ends up being employees who are disgruntled, who are looking for corporate trade secrets, are looking for uh, information that would be damaging if it were to be published uh, in a more public forum. And so that ends up being another area that is particularly adept uh, at it for UBA solutions. So um, the idea that we can monitor an employee's activities and uh, as they are kind of searching through the organization with uh, trying to find access and gain access to, to different servers or to different applications that then they typically use, uh, and these applications may be the ones that uh, provide access to um, company uh, trade secrets or customer information, a user behavior analytics solution would spot that type of activity very quickly. 
Brett, we've covered a lot here in terms of the solutions, capabilities, and certainly we know that behavioral analytics are a buzz in the information security community today. As you look out over the course of the coming year, how do you see user behavior analytics solutions evolving beyond even what we've discussed today? Yeah, I think that in terms of the evolution of uh, user behavior analytics solutions, uh, I may have mentioned this a bit earlier, but I think that they will evolve from being viewed as a, a point product to being viewed as a absolutely critical component, uh, kind of the heart and soul of enterprise security solutions. And the reason for that is because they will uh, be able to provide security teams the analytics and the analysis to determine where threats are occurring from and when attacks are actually happening. So today, user behavior analytics, once again, looks like it's a uh, looks like it's a capability that that enhances a uh, the information that is in a sim. However, there are a whole set of data sources, additional data sources that a user behavior analytics solution could access and will access in the future in order to provide better alerting uh, as well as a better understanding of uh, the context of anomalies within an organization. So, for example, uh, external threat and identity intelligence, that's one area that uh, user behavior analytics solutions will increasingly begin to uh, integrate with so that there's a better understanding and a better context for the alerts that are being generated. Uh, I mentioned earlier this whole notion of crown jewel applications as being a critical data source and user access logs associated with those being a critical data source to user behavior analytics solutions. So I think that the notion of additional data sources and these additional data sources providing a user behavior analytics solution with the ability to better isolate and determine what is a threat and an attack is something that is going to happen uh, very quickly. And uh, certainly uh, 2016 is is, uh, the time frame when we'll see a lot of movement in these areas. In terms of the area of analytics, for example, the sophistication of the machine learning algorithms has advanced very quickly. Um, the whole the whole notion of kind of big data and the machine learning uh, being applied to enterprise security is still uh, in its very early stages. And as we become, as, as our install base grows and our exposure to a range of different threats and attacks expands, our ability to understand how to detect those increases very quickly, and all of the users in our install base uh, gain access to this. So I expect that analytics will continue to improve very quickly, delivering fewer false positives and a better understanding of what is a true threat versus uh, just an unusual employee activity. And then a couple other areas that I think are going to be evolving very quickly during uh, 2016 are are really in the area of reporting and uh, providing faster response. So with respect to reporting, um, what we're seeing now um, as we have a larger install base to, to evaluate is that we can produce a set of canned reports 
that can provide uh, very high levels of value to our customers. And these canned reports are actually, uh, the information that's in them is is shared across the uh, across our in- install base and doesn't require very much tuning, if, if, if any, in order for one of our customers to uh, to begin to use them and get valuable information from them. So reporting is going to be getting better and then better integration with other security solutions to allow an organization to remediate uh, some threats much faster than they currently can uh, is probably the final area that I expect that uh, user behavior analytics solutions will evolve as we think about 2016. Very excellent insights. I appreciate your time and your thoughts today. Thank you so much. Uh, Once again, thank you, Tom, and I look forward to continuing the conversation. The topic has been the practical application of user behavior analytics. I've been speaking with Bert Rankin. He's Chief Marketing Officer with FordScale. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.